Good evening. Hidden Treasures Revealed on the air on this Tuesday. My name is Sean, and I'm here with Tori, who is in our church gathering. And we're together tonight to talk about the truth of God. And we've got a really interesting topic, as y'all will give topics that all of them are interesting. So in just a moment, me and Tori will be, be right back with you. Have you ever wondered, is there more to the Word of God than just words on the page? Join us for an in-depth journey into the truth of God by means of open, Socratic conversation. In Proverbs chapter 2, the Word of God says, If you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, indeed if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Welcome to Hidden Treasures Revealed. Well, Tori, welcome to the podcast again. How was your day today? It was it was pretty good. It was quite interesting, which we'll get into. <clears throat> this evening. And for those who may not have listened in when Tori has been on, Tori is my partner here, Phil. Uh, she is a Phil's daughter. And, um, and Tori, the way to start this, I got one for you. Okay. So did you hear about the procrastination conference? I did not. Well, neither did anybody else because the invitations never got sent out. <laughs> So being that, because we were just joking a little bit before, and I was just saying, and I remember uh, hearing a joke about procrastination, because that's one of the things we're going to talk about. But yeah, the funniness of, or you could even put it to that the the procrastination conference was scheduled for this date, but it keeps getting postponed. So they can't ever have it because nobody's on time or nobody has it. But with what we're going to be talking tonight, uh, Tori, I will give it over to you because... Um, you had, yeah, I'd given you this and come to your mind to talk about, and then I'll, I'll just give you the floor to speak about what came to your mind and how this came about. So about two years ago, around this time, um, I had had something come through me for the church. Um, everybody in the church was given a topic, um, like a story in the Bible to, um, present or to go over with everybody else um and we randomly picked out of a bag of uh of stories and i think that um your sean was the uh it was the uh joshua was that yours that was somebody else's but yours was the good samaritan so that was a couple of the other ones we had the good samaritan we had jonah and the whale we had um the tower of um or the city of jericho when that came crashing down so a bunch of different stories um and interestingly my story that um i picked out was the parable of the ten virgins um and if you are not familiar with that parable uh it's in it's matthew 25 it's the first part of that chapter and yusha talks about Ten virgins, five who are foolish and five who were wise. The wise um, 
virgins took, they had oil lamps and they brought extra oil with them. Um, and the five foolish ones did not bring extra oil. And when the bridegroom cr- came, the wise ones had enough oil because they had had extra because they prepared um, ahead of time and they had extra oil. Whereas the foolish ones um, were trying to get the wise ones to give them oil and the wise ones told them that they need to go to the market to somebody who sells oil and get some. And by the time the foolish virgins got back to the um, wedding banquet, the bridegrooms would not let them in and said that he um, he didn't know them and that they weren't welcome in because they weren't there when they were supposed to be there. Um, and then, so ra- so I took a picture of how I presented it, which was a little cute little model that I made of the story. And um, technologies these days, it likes to bring it back up uh, like a year ago today, two years ago today. And so I got my picture of my model two years ago today, a couple days ago, and it was of my model of the the parable of the ten virgins. And um, so I had been thinking about that, and it was a good reminder for me about being prepared um, and then in addition to that, this morning, uh, I was started to head to work and all of a sudden I'm feeling my tire start to flap on the pavement. And I was like, that doesn't sound good. Uh, so I get out and I went to feel the tire. It was definitely squishy. Luckily, I had uh, I was not very far from home. I was just at the next stop sign. So I just turned around and went back <clears throat> at home and I had to call my dad to come take me to work and uh then somebody had to come pick me up from work um but it was interesting because I was thinking about how I actually do not have a spare tire and I had been thinking for like ever since I uh ruined the other spare tire um probably a year ago I ruined the spare tire that I did have and I kept telling myself well I need to get a spare tire I need to get a spare tire I, I need to get a spare tire but um I've never done it because I haven't needed it so <laughs> I'm like well I can wait it'll it, that expense can wait a little bit um whereas like today if I would have been further from home or if the um if my tire would have popped in another way, like if it would have been on the side or um, unfixable, luckily I was able to plug it, but if it would have been unfixable, I would have had to buy a whole new tire right then and there because I didn't have a spare tire. And it just reminded me of like the parable of the 10 virgins that had just come up on my like feed a couple, couple days ago and how, they weren't prepared for the time when they really needed to be prepared. Um, and so when you texted me this morning, I was like, well, this is what came to mind. This is, this fits nicely into all of that. The Because I had been thinking about the parable of the ten virgins and then for that to happen and me to feel like, oh no, what if my tire's like not fixable? What am I going to do? I'm going to have to drive somebody else's car for a couple days. It's just going to be a whole bigger mess. I'm going to have to pay more money because I'm going to have to get a new tire and a spare tire. So um, it was a reminder to me that like 
is it so important to be prepared? Um, and then tying that to faith and uh, what Yahushua was saying was that you don't know the day or the time. Death doesn't discriminate. So you never know when that time is coming and to not be prepared is um, catastrophic. Uh, but being prepared, being the wise um being one of the wise people to bring that extra oil to be prepared for the um for the kingdom then you're 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 ready to go you're in the clear you don't have to be like the one escaping through the flames um so that was that was just my thoughts as i as i was was, was riding to school today and my dad asked me, well, what do you think you're going to talk about in the podcast? And I was like, I'm sure this is going to tie into it somehow. And I didn't know until you texted me and it kind of brought it all together. Well, that's interesting because, and again, we can assume things. I was thinking that you already had, because when you came to me about a week ago, I was like, well, you already have the, you already have it in mind. And then we'll, but I did had no idea, which is interesting because even if you had something in mind, we could have talked about that and we could have talked about this at a different time or anything like that. But um, with what you said, I had just a couple things. Let me ask you this. Would it have been different if you knew that the tire was going to be flat? Yes, I would have prepared. I would have been, would have definitely got my spare tire or, um, would have had another vehicle ready or yeah. And, and I'll, let me, I'll explain a little bit more. For example, if you knew that this morning that the tire was going to go flat, would you have, would you have done something different before today came or would you leave it the same? <clears throat> I think that I probably would have done something different. I probably would have prepared. Cause as you were speaking, I had this thought, have you ever heard of this with maintenance and you could do this with cars just happen to be talking about cars here that the term preventative maintenance, that what do you do to make sure that something catastrophic doesn't happen is you learn as much as you can about what you have and maintain it so that you don't have a catastrophic thing. And that's why I thought of if just like, if you knew that tomorrow morning, like let's just say Yah gave you revelation that somebody was going to break into your house, would you lock the doors or would you just be like, nah, I don't think that's going to happen. I'll just, I'll leave it alone. I would definitely lock my doors. Because with this aspect, <clears throat> the and you said it being prepared, we're not going to be perfect in it, but if you know something and you've experienced something, for example, if you have experience camping, you have experience playing a musical instrument that you know how to prepare because you've seen different things go wrong that you've had to fix. And the more experiences you have in things breaking down, then you'll, you have a way to have more experience on how to fix things. And it made me think of that if you are, if you're really prepared for something and you're watching out, then you know that something could happen, but you'll know how to deal with it more than like for, for you, it could be catastrophic for me. It could be, Oh, 
well, I'm prepared for that because with these tires that I have, they go down easily. So I've got a spare here. I've got the tool kit because I've had experience. I know what's coming. Therefore I'm preparing ahead of time. I'm not going to worry and say something is going to happen, but in my car, I'm going to have a spare tire. And let's just say in the winter time, you'll carry gloves, you'll carry a snow shovel, you'll carry um, an ice scraper, a blanket, just in case something may happen. So I'm prepared. Nothing may happen, but how much better when the situation comes that you're prepared and you're not caught off guard, like a thief coming into your house. And you said it, Messiah is going to come back. And it's not necessarily just speaking to when he literally comes back, but what about you die and Messiah returns, meaning, well, I've come like a thief and death came quickly. And were you prepared to meet me or were you waiting, thinking that it's going to be a long time? Like in the parable that, well, it's, it's been so long, the bridegroom to come. Well, I got a long time to live. I'm young. I can, but with this world today, you could be 10 years old. You could be an infant. You could be 80 years old. You could die and your life is, is gone. And then you'll be in the place either of torment or you'll be in the place of paradise waiting to go into the kingdom. If you have the fullness of faith, Yah doesn't want us to delay. They don't want us to rush. They want us to, like the word says, today is the day of salvation. Don't think that you're going to have a long time. Well, I got plenty of time to get oil. You know, I've, I've gone to church. I've got plenty of time because we talked about this actually, I think it was a week, the, the last time we were meeting Wednesday that you can't borrow somebody's faith that have your oil with you, but have extra oil, have a spare tire because you don't know all of a sudden something happens. And what if you didn't have your dad or your husband or anything, and you're just stuck there and who is it to blame you? Can you blame somebody else? Or is it, well, I don't have a spare tire. So I'm the one that I could have prevented this by taking some kind of action to say, not to just to throw it off and say, oh, it's not going to happen. I've never had a spare. I never had a flat tire because there's a lot of things that you may not have had, but you may have in the future. What, what if your car doesn't start and you need a battery? And well, I just got a battery two years ago. Why is it? Because well, a battery goes out and I'm not saying that you have a spare battery, but you have a way to get a battery that, oh, or Hey, can you jump my car? Do you have any jumper cables to where I have jumper cables? So if, if something happens, I'm just seeing this as Yah gives us what we need to be prepared, but do we do what's necessary or do we procrastinate? And that was part of it. If you could speak a little bit about in your life about procrastination, do you procrastinate yourself? Oh yes, I am. I like to call myself queen procrastinator, which is a trait that I am working on um, fixing. And uh, especially in just so many areas, it's interesting that this this is coming out because just in the past couple weeks, how many times I've dealt with procrastination. It's a pretty regular thing for me. And one particular thing, I 
uh, bought some shoes for somebody and they didn't quite fit right. So I had to return them, which was no big deal. And they needed a return. I needed to get a return label. And the shop sent me the QR code for the return label. And then I, um, it said, you have seven days to do this QR code. And I was like, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Well, I'll do it tomorrow. And then 10 days later, I'm like, oh no, I forgot to do it. Luckily, they still took the QR code that I had. But I was like freaking out because I was like, well, I like, I am I going to have to pay for it now? I don't know what to do. So procrastination is definitely part of who I am and something I'm working on changing. And have you thought about why do you procrastinate? Have you ever thought about the reason or reasons? You ever thought about that? A little bit. And I, I think a lot of it is avoidance. Um, but something that we talked about, um, it's been a really long time since we've talked about it. I'm not sure if we, you guys have talked about it on here. We said eat the frog and the concept being that like, just get done what needs to be done. And then it's done. Like it's gone and over. Like once it's like, you've just done it, you, you've done it. And I, like the whole, I just need to call Hershey Tire and see how much their tire is going to be, how much is a wheel, and then just go get it and go pay for it. Just, it needs to be done. Go do it. <laughs> well, and because you mentioned the term procrastination, and with the suffix of shun, the action of procrastinate, and it's like you said, you you put stuff off. Now, do you, do you likely or very often put off stuff that you really want to do as a priority? No. Cause I was thinking about this because we could go to be careful to say, well, you know, don't put anything off. Well, as I'm thinking about this, it's a, it's more of an attitude, a mindset that, because delay is procrastinating, like the, the ing or however you, the process of it, the, but to procrastinate is you put something off to do it at a, a later time. And cause I do this with my job that there have been times in the past where I'll procrastinate and I'll just say, I don't want to deal with that right now because that person just aggravated me or something. It's like, well, you'll just wait or, or whatever. And I thought about it. It's not that we don't prioritize. Like you could say, these shoes that I'm going to deal with this tomorrow. And like instead of, well, no, I got to get everything done right this second. I'm not going to procrastinate. It's more of a mindset of if it's something that can be done, like you said, go ahead and face it and do it. Because what will happen is the more things that you put off, it's you just like in this closet over here and it's organized, but you just keep stacking stuff up and then you open the door one day and everything just the tower blows out. And then I get a text that somebody is in the hospital and then the there's smoke coming out of the house. And then just, why is everything just coming around at one time? Well, it's just because you've put things off and honestly, don't we think we have plenty of time to get it all? Well, I have time later. Well, here's what happens because I, I deal with auto claims. You put it off. Well, I'll just do that later. 
All right. Have you ever thought about it? Let's just say of a task that you have and you put it off and look at it as like food that's sitting out, it starts to spoil and it starts to smell. And then, well, I'll just get rid of it and know it, it, what you think you get rid of is just sitting there right beside you and just festering. And then a complaint will come in and then another complaint and well, I'll just deal with it later. I got to, and then it gets louder and it gets louder instead of, like you said, no, I'm going to deal with this one task and just get it over with because do you find that it's worse once you do it of what you thought or not as bad as what you thought the outcome would be by just waiting? You see what I mean? Yeah, definitely not as bad or even the feeling of relief when it's done. It's like so nice to just be like, it's finished. Like I used to love going to work early. Like I wouldn't love waking up early. I would go into work at 5.15, but I'd be off at nine in the morning and I'd have my whole day. And I just love that because it was just, it's over, it's done. And I have this like the rest of the day to do to do what I need to do and so just the relief or like the oh okay I can do that once you get on a roll it's like okay this task is not as hard as I perceived it to be or even if it is it's like okay I'm making progress on it it's it's getting done so I'm not just like sitting there staring at it dwelling on how it's going to be so hard and I specifically think about this with um, faith and how I sometimes will sit on things for so long. Like I'll sit on all these like little things that need to, I need to do. And what's the benefit of it? It's just going to pile up and pile up and pile up. And then now you have all these things that you get to work on. Um, and they come like pouring out on you. Like it's like you shove things down. We talk about like a, like a bottle. You like, put the pressure on you like shove things down shove things down shove things down and eventually it gets full and the pressure builds and it just explodes and so dealing with things one at a time and take like taking it one step at a time I like like to think about it that way because it makes life so much easier like the loads of laundry do a load once every two days instead of seven loads on the weekend because seven loads on the weekend is like overwhelming and overbearing but one load I just gotta put one in push it over fold it put it away like that's not as intimidating as like I have like five baskets of laundry to get done this is never gonna get done well you hit it right on the head I just it came to mind with one of the main reasons that we procrastinate is because we avoid because there's a difference between if you think about, if you're prioritizing that, no, these are the things that I'm going to get done. I'm not going to avoid these things, but I'm putting them in a importance order. Like as you're a teacher that you prioritize that you're not going to say just because somebody wants this Well, no, we're not going to avoid that. We're going to deal with that, but that's not, we're going to put that over here for a time because we're not ready for that. We're going to start. This is the most important thing of the day. What happens is procrastination is, well, I just don't want to deal with it. I'll I'll do it later. I don't, I don't want to deal with it because it's hard or 
what if this happens? What if that happens? What if the person says this? What if they don't say anything? What if I get in trouble? What? And that's what those what ifs and that fear and anxiety will make you put things off. And and I have heart knowledge of this with my job that and even in faith too, that you put something off because you're convinced in your mind it's going to be a certain way. But then when you eat the frog, wow, that didn't taste as bad as I thought. And we know it's metaphorical, but wow. And now, like you said, like now there's a piece in it because I did it. It's not that bad. I can do this. Well, I'm not going to do that again because look at all this problem it caused me. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take things one thing at a time. And then, and what we'll do a lot of times is we'll take on more things than we need to. And then we put them off because, well, I brought this on myself instead of, well, let me evaluate what I'm bringing on myself or what I'm agreeing to so that I no longer live in procrastination, but I live in prioritization that like with my job now, like I'm not looking to avoid. Now there are times I'll admit it that I'll get aggravated or something. And it's like, no, I just don't want to deal with you right now. I'm tired of hearing you. You ask me the same questions. I, But in faith, should we procrastinate or should we prioritize? Because I'm looking at this like, does y'all want us to procrastinate? Because procrastination means it's a habitual avoiding of things, putting things, ignoring things instead of, I'm not saying that, like, for example, let's just say horror movies or just whatever you could come to that you don't really like. Well, I need to, I'm not going to avoid that anymore. So I'm going to go to a, a concert that has like cussing and everything because I really need to experience this. I don't, I don't ignore things anymore. Well, we can take things to an extreme because ignore means that you know, something is there and you choose to disregard it. Like I see that there, but I'm, I don't, I don't want to deal with it. I'm not, I'm suppressing it as opposed to, no, I'm not going to ignore this. Yes, this is a concert with foul language. I just choose to disregard it. I'm not going to have any part of it. If people want to do these things that aren't according to God, I see that you're doing that. I'm not going to go embrace it, but I'm, I'm disregarding it. <clears throat> it's like with procrastination that you're not going to, there's times where you're going to have to not do something that you have in mind that like you go to, we go to the gathering. Well, you know, I said that I would do this or I need to go to the grocery store while I'm procrastinating. No, that prioritize grocery store can wait that that we don't need to avoid meeting together to go to the grocery store. My priority is this. I'll just, I'll do this later. But if it's just like, no, no, I'm, I don't want to deal with that. I'm, I'm, I'm avoiding it. Well, why are you avoiding it? Are you thinking you're going to be punished? did you do something you shouldn't have done and you don't want to deal with it? That's the thing to get away from, to not, I'm seeing this as Yah doesn't want us to procrastinate. They don't want us to ignore ultimately either choose to you, you see it for what it is and just say, okay, well, I have the ceiling fan that I have. I'm going to make time to put it in. I don't have the time now because I'm at work, but the next chance I get, I'm going to do it. And then, do it. Don't. Well, let me, because think about it. Why do you honestly procrastinate? Well, I'm going to mess it up or I'm not going to have enough time to do it. So I'll just do it later. And really, do you honestly really have more time later? 
because something else is going to take up that time. But we think that we got plenty of time. I'll just do it. I'll do it later because I'll have another Saturday to do it. And then somebody says, hey, Tori, do you want to go out with a Saturday night? And you're like, well, not going to be able to. Well, I could either choose to go out or I can choose to do what I said, but I'd rather go out. So I'll just put this off. And wait a minute, didn't you agree to do this? Well, if I would have done it last week, then I would have more time to do it. So it's really, I'm just seeing this as a mindset of don't put off seeking God with all your heart. Just set your mind. I'm going to seek God with all my heart and and start doing it. And something that I find interesting, and we had talked about this with Anna Ruth uh, recently, we had a conversation. Walking in repentance towards God isn't that you have everything figured out and that you understand whatever issue that you have. Like you would think, well, I want to understand it before I make a commitment. I want to understand what it really is to seek with all my heart before I actually start doing it because I don't, I don't understand how to do it and I don't want to make a mistake and I don't want to mess it up. And the thing is, you're not going to know all the things, the way to know and to gain experience is to eat the frog. Like you said, this is right to do. I'm making a decision, not out of emotion, but I'm deciding that this is what I want to do. I'm going to see God with all my heart. I'm going to do it. I'm going to figure it out because think about it. If you go on a journey, I had this thought before coming to meet with you. If you're already there, is it a journey? No. So if I want to go on a journey to go to your school from here, that the journey is I've got to stand up. Well, first of all, I've got to make a decision. I'm going to the school. And then I start walking towards the school or drive or whatever. But the journey is the process of getting there that I don't get to the destination until I actually arrive there. So the part with faith, it's a journey that you're not going to know everything that's coming. Like we can't tell you every single thing that's coming, but that shouldn't keep you to where you procrastinate. And well, I just, I don't know what this is all about. So until I know, well, and that's the thing that what could be holding you back is look, I don't know what's coming, but yeah, I'm going to trust you. And this is what I'm going to do and just start walking in it. And then as you walk in it, y'all will bring things to you that, so you can understand more instead of, if you think you're going to wait to understand it first, then it's not faith. Faith is, you don't know. And you have to step out on trust to do these things. But we know the enemy wants to work through the lower programming and talk to people and say, well, you're not good enough. You're going to fail. You're, you're just, you're this, you're that. And then it just keeps you from moving. And well, I'll just, I'll do it later because I, I just don't want to deal with it. And it'll always come back. And you said it, you push it down and then the pressure curcle builds up. And then all of a sudden everything comes open instead of it's actually easier to just whatever you've set your mind to do, just start walking in it. Like with your, the thing that you've been doing since December that, well, I don't know how it's going to go. And am I going to make it all the way through the days? And well, what does that do? Just 
one day at a time, one opportunity at a time. But the big, one of the things I'm seeing with this too, is that make sure that it's, Yah's not looking for people to rush. But if you have enough information, you can go ahead and start doing it. That as you go, you'll gain more information. But if you just sit there and wait and wait and wait, it'll be just like the 10 versions you waited. And then, well, no, I'm not prepared. I need to leave. And then you, you think you have plenty of time because I have this long, I have plenty of time to, you ever heard this, the deathbed conversion? Well, I have plenty of time, plenty of time to, to do this. And what Yah is saying is, is that, no, you don't know the day or the hour. So be prepared and have your oil so that the flame, the light doesn't go out and the bridegroom returns and you're okay because you were there to meet him. But if you leave and you don't have enough oil, then it says like the door was shut and they banged on the door, you know, Lord, let us in, let us in. I tell you, I don't know you. So it's really telling us that the the great white throne, if you don't have your oil, you weren't prepared. You didn't have what it took that you're, you're on the outside. The door is shut. Cause like the kingdom of heaven is shut and you're ushered off into the abyss. So it's just a, this is one of those where if people are being honest, you procrastinate, but it's just getting the under more understanding that Yah doesn't want us to procrastinate. They want us to something that comes up, just do your best with it because it's really, it makes it so much easier to push through it to the other side. Like with your, the, the tire that you could get all upset and, and crying and well, I'm going to call out from the school because I can't deal with it. And it's just, no, just I'll go to school or whatever I need to do and just deal with it. But then next time I'm going to make sure, cause that's the thing you have the decision next time I'm going to make sure I have the spare versus no, it'll be okay. It won't happen again. Then be looking for it because something's going to happen that it, I just see it as a big help for everybody to not procrastinate. And something um, we've said in church, you pick your rock bottom. And if you procrastinate those things that you need to do in faith, um, then you'll get pushed to, you'll get pushed to a rock bottom. That's not very fun. Or you can deal with the things that you have to deal with now and reach the wall. You make that rock bottom and then go up. You, you, cause if you pile and pile and pile and pile, like all these like things that you just need to do, like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on being patient. I'm going to, I'm going to work on, um, being self-controlled. I'm going to work on, um, confessing my sins I'm gonna work on these things um there's this like motivational person that I listen to and it says that um I'll do it later I'll do it later later never turns into never so you get to pick where your rock bottom lies um and another thing that you said um where it says that you don't know the day or the hour um it's coming soon and there's multiple references in the bible where it says it's coming soon it's coming soon and i always like growing up it was one of those things that like never makes sense made sense to me 
um, in the mainstream church, I was like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, what does that mean? It's coming soon. But it's not referencing necessarily the coming of Messiah. I mean, it's been centuries and centuries and so long, but um, your life get like, like, like you said, like the death can come at any moment and any time. There's no discrimination. It there's just it can come out of the blue, um, and that time is coming soon. So, um, like our life expectancy comparable comparably to like mm-hmm. like Abraham's or Noah's or whomever like that lived like six hundred years and some. Um, our life expectancy is so much shorter now, so it makes sense like that time is coming soon. And you mentioned earlier, like infancy, 10 years old, 20 years old, doesn't, it does not matter. Um, so being prepared, like having that, um, hitting that rock bottom and going forward and being prepared for every and, and anything and everything is so necessary and not like pushing it off. Cause you can hit rock bottom where God puts you at rock bottom and that's just not going to be very fun. And I also was um, thinking about uh, as a teacher, I have to grade papers and at the end of the nine weeks, you gotta have certain amount of grades for every subject and all this kind of things. And you can procrastinate your grading until the day that reports cards are due, but the stress that you feel during that time is like so immense like gotta get it done I gotta get it done rather than like every week I'm gonna put my grades in for this week every week I'm gonna put my grades in it's so much less stressful you get some report cards you're like oh I have two things to grade but let me get just get that done really quick plug it in I already have my report card comments written I'm gonna plug those in um it's so much less stressful and I've learned that by experience. I have that heart knowledge from quarter one. I waited till last minute. Quarter two, I was like, well, I'm not going to do that again because that was dreadful. And it made like it was so much simpler. So when dealing with things with faith, like, all right, this is what I'm dealing with. This is what's being brought to me n- now. I'm going to go ahead and work on that. Because... Um, you're, if you're supposed to learn something, God's going to bring it to you anyway. So you can either choose to learn and work on it now or it'll come back up again. So true. And I just I had this come to mind, just thinking about life and especially for us, life and faith. The things that come to you in life, if you deal with them based in truth, being matter of fact, and walking in peace, that you don't have to delay and you don't have to rush. Because I was just sitting there like, wow, like if you, like something comes to you, oh my gosh, I didn't realize, you know what? I did not realize I was doing that. I'm not doing that again. I'm going to do this. No delay, no rush. It's just, okay, now I'll start walking in it. And you start walking in it. Like those who claim to be in him doesn't say must run, must crawl. Because walking is a steady, it's a natural 
pace that the more we practice this, then when the frog comes, eat it. If you don't eat it, delay. If you eat it too fast, you get indigestion and you didn't really evaluate and you didn't really taste it and digest it and really chew it. So when something comes to us from Yah, chew on it, eat it, make a decision. Now we said this before, be careful that if you don't have a break in it, don't set your mind in it unless you have a break and you can see and you're, this is what I'm going to do. Because if you do it out of emotion, then you'll be in that emotional state and you're, you'll be kind of not in that natural pace. Cause if you're all just hyped up and emotional, that's not a natural, we, we shouldn't be all stressed because stressed is you're taking it past the natural pace status quo. Well, I just, I'll just take my time. And then you start leaning towards delay the procrastination. So it's kind of like the procrastination is over here and the stress and anxiety is over here. So if you get too far here, no, get back, get back to the walking pace. Your tire got flat. Hey dad, can you give me a ride? Yeah. You just stay in that. Well, I don't understand because it, oh, you start getting over here and just made me think of, of just life because Yah doesn't procrastinate. Yah doesn't rush. Yah doesn't delay. And we may think, well, they delay because they haven't, it's been 2000 years that no, we're not, we're not delaying. We're very observant and key in watching people because Abba knows the day and the time of when there's no more that are going to come to this faith in this generation. My son, it's time to go. Messiah doesn't know that day because it says only the father knows. And it's not that it'll be at two o'clock PM. January the 20th, 2050. That's the day. That's what the father. No, it's just his eyes are watching and I'm watching this world and I'm looking through my discernment and I'm seeing that there's no more potential now. And then at that time, my son, it's time to go. And then he returns. So it's not like that. Well, is it going to be 20 years from now? Is it going to be 30 years? And like you said that, well, it's been such a long time and, and yeah, through you, agree wholeheartedly that it's not a I'm coming soon. And then, well, yeah, he's not coming soon because it's been 2000 years. He's not. But when revelation came through John, he had just, I mean, I, I don't know the exact time frame that Messiah ascended, but think about it. I'm coming soon. And you'd be like, Oh yeah, we'll see him in a thousand years. It'll be like, man, it could be, he could be here tomorrow. And I want to make sure, cause that's the thing with the oil. You could look at the oil as a representation of mother, the spirit, that those with circumcision of the heart, that you have the oil, that you have the fullness of deity, you have mother within you, you have more than enough oil. But you, And you said it, I don't even know if you realize it, but make sure that you're not one that escapes through the flames because, well, I have the oil. Well, I have enough oil. I'm good. I don't, I don't need to have any spare. I got circumcision of the heart. I have the oil. I'm going to be careful because... Well, I got circumcision hard. I don't need to do anything. And are you prepared? Because are you working on your lower conscience? Are you, when things are brought to your attention, are you digging them up? And are you making sure you have plenty of oil that mother's working? Because think about it. You don't have circumcision of the heart. You don't have the oil. You're not going to be, you're not going to enter into the kingdom. Because I, I don't know if you thought about this. Have you thought about the other side of this where, well, not necessarily the other side, but where it mentions, why is it 10 virgins? I don't know if you ever 
Did you think about why it's actually why it says 10 virgins? Just curious. You may not have. I haven't. No. Because think about it. All right. If, if somebody is a virgin, then from, we would look at like somebody has not had sexual intercourse with somebody else. You're a virgin. Well, from Yah's understanding that if you actually have that act with someone that you're considered married, well, in the old life, we were married to the enemy. We're married to sin, that that's our husband or our wife. And with faith, we turn from that to where we, when we have circumcision of the heart, that we're now pure and our husband is Messiah. Well, we're a virgin because we're waiting for our husband. Yeshua Messiah that to have that union that and however it works in the spiritual we don't unless y'all would reveal it like how that we become one and just like a husband and a wife becoming one that intimacy that we're considered a virgin because we're waiting to be with our husband or you know with our wife but we're the those that are in faith the fullness of faith they're the bride of Messiah so you're like the woman and the husband so that you're waiting for the husband that you're a virgin, but I was just sitting there thinking of, of like, make sure that just because you have the fullness, don't think that, well, I don't need to do anything. And I'll just, well, just give me some of your oil. Let me, Tori, let me borrow your faith because you've got, no, cause I'm not, if I give you some of mine, then I'm not going to have enough. Like you don't borrow the spirit from each other. You have it and you continually work and grow in the spirit so that you have that, you have everything that you need. Because think about it, if you've got a candle, and remember, I don't know if you remember, it says you trim the wick to prepare it. Well, you trim the wick so that it'll burn clean and even. So you think about it, you trim that wick low and you burn it, then that candle is going to burn longer and you have that that fuel, the wax there. Well, you have mother within that you have that continual burning. You have the wick trimmed. You're working on your lower conscience. You're getting rid of things that are dysfunctional. You're trimming that wick because if you're not prepared, if you don't trim the wick, then it's not going to burn evenly and it's going to smoke. And I mean, there's so many, so many ways we could take this, but be prepared. Don't think that because you've accepted Jesus as Lord and savior and you're saved and you're prepared, you've got the oil, you've got everything because it says that get away from me. I didn't know you, you didn't have the oil. Well, if you don't have the fullness of faith, you don't have that oil. And then therefore you're going to be left out. So him giving a representation, they can understand that you have a, a lamp and if you don't have oil, it's not going to burn. And ultimately you, you need all three of Yah to keep that lamp burning, but just make sure you're prepared. Don't let yourself get to a point where, well, it's been so long, you know, nothing's really happening. No, because the word says that Yah is always, they don't get tired. They don't get sluggish. They're, they haven't forgotten their promises. They're they're working and, and doing their thing, but make sure that you don't fall asleep and you just get lazy. And then, well, I don't need to do anything. Well, if you go to your job, well, I'm, I'm a teacher. I've got tenure. I don't need to do anything. What are they going to do? Get rid of me? Well, if you don't continue to do your work, then it doesn't matter how long you've been there that, no, sorry, Tori, you're, you're out. I mean, think about this for the understanding of procrastination so you can put it to faith that the word says today's the day of salvation it doesn't say tomorrow's the day of salvation it says that your life is but a vapor that appears for a moment and vanishes away what is your life you don't even know if you'll be here tomorrow so what kind of 
conduct should you have knowing that Messiah could return at any point, you know, don't take it for granted. And that's the thing in this society. And you know, this is that how lazy the society is compared to others that, I mean, man, Messiah, I could just see them. Well, we better get ready because Messiah could return within a few days. We don't know. Like he didn't say I'm going to be gone a thousand years. But what happens if you're not focused on Yah that, well, it's been five years, 20 years. Well, is he going to return? I mean, it's been so long. I mean, maybe he's, maybe we missed something, maybe. And then, hey, hey, the the master's gone and he's not coming back. And because there's another parable that they were living a certain way. And then the master came unexpectedly and saw what they were doing and was upset. And that's the thing too. You don't know. Something could happen, and then all of a sudden the master returns, and you're like, "Why well, didn't I didn't have time?" And you know, that's why it's saying, "Watch, just watch out, be prepared." And these, this is good to be reminded of this because how many people are out there think that they're saved, and then you come to realize that you're not, and then for what? And then all of a sudden at the last day, man, I thought I was I accepted, and 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 I don't understand. And so just with this, I mean, there's just so many lessons in these things, but I don't know if anything, if you had any other thoughts on the actual parable, if anything like came to you or anything, I was just, I had multiple things because you could take this so many different ways. I was also, I was also thinking you said the word pace and in teaching, and I'm not sure if you had one of these, but we have something called a pacing guide that is from our district that they guides us to like what we're supposed to be teaching and when so we're on track to get everything done by the end of the year and when you fall behind pacing you gotta like pick it up a little you gotta like catch up a little bit um and thinking about how faith like and y'all like gives you that pacing guide they're not gonna overload you but they're not gonna put things in there that are gonna like drive be super stressful unless you make it stressful by overwhelming yourself but they give you that pacing guide where they're like we'll talk about stress this wednesday in church and your goal like we're supposed to apply what we learned in church so let's take that to the streets today like you are um right away they give you that like pacing to all right this is what we're working on now work on this all right we're we've been tested we're gonna go ahead and move on we talked about the whole testing thing i think it was um recently in the gathering where all right we've been tested in this it'll come back around for sure um but for now we're solid in this we're gonna go ahead and move to the next to our next step to work on and again like i said it'll come the benchmark comes and you got to be retested on it. Make sure you remember, all right, you're, you're still, you're still working hard on patience. You're, you maybe work on this and this, you didn't quite do well in this area, but, um, still working on it. So. From my memory, you've played bassoon and remind me of another, any other instruments you played flute, flute and bassoon. Okay. Both of the woodwind family, both completely different, uh, both have its challenges. And I was just, I had this come to mind because I'm coming from musical background. 
and having trumpet lessons and studying trumpet, that the assumption people would have would be, and I'll give an example that I played in the marching band, uh, JMU that, and I would not practice a lot necessarily, but over the summer a little bit more and people would come back and say, well, I haven't played my instrument the whole summer and I need to get my endurance back and, and we need to get it back quickly. And what they would do is they would think, well, I'm going to play more and I'm just going to keep playing until I get tired and just keep playing. And that's a way to build the endurance back. And I thought about what you were saying with the pacing God, that the more experience that you have, the more heart knowledge, even taking it back to your flat tire, the more heart knowledge you have of car mishaps and repairs and fixing things, the more heart knowledge you gain, then you'll be more prepared because of the experience. And then if something does happen, that it's not a catastrophic thing that you can deal with it at a good pace. Well, what would happen is, and I did this too, is that you would just start playing and playing and you get so tired that you couldn't, you got too tired and you had to stop. And it was, people would say, well, I got to break it down the tissue in my, my lip muscles to build it back up. And what I found interesting was, is that because I have experience with this is that the way to really get yourself back into that shape quicker is not just going all out at a real, what we would call an enhanced rushed pace is to go to natural pace. Okay. Well, you've taken three to three and a half months off of not playing and you've lost all that strength. What makes you think you're going to get it all back? in that one moment, it's, it took you whatever you put in to get it to that strength. You'll need to put that in at that pace to get it back. So what I would do is I would play like, for example, and you would think, well, no, I'm not accomplishing anything, but play for five minutes, rest for five minutes, play for 10 minutes, rest 10 minutes, play for 20, rest for 20. And people would think, well, it's just, you're resting too much. You're not, no, but you, you play and then let the blood recirculate and let that heal and then just go, because really, you're just going to really, what you've done is you've done it to yourself and you're going to struggle and it's going to hurt for a while until you just have to push through. But with the natural pace, yeah, through the gospel, you start with seeking with all your heart and you move at a natural pace. You don't focus on, well, I got to get circumcision on the heart where you're trying to work at an enhanced pace. Seek with all your heart. I'm just, that's what I'm going to focus on. And then all of a sudden you get to believe God and then believe in God and then repent and repentance and obey obedience. Yah will lead you just like a teacher. You will, you'll know the students when they're ready for what would it be fourth grade going past you that oh, I'm ready for fourth. And you're like, no, you're not. Well, no, I am because no, I know, I know, I know what this pace is. All right. So I'm the one that knows. So you're not, you're not going to rush me to get you to the next grade. Now, putting aside, and you could speak to this, I don't have knowledge, but thinking that there's ways to push people through that probably shouldn't be, but we're talking about it from Yah's perspective. Yah's not going to rush somebody through just to get somebody to circumcision the heart. No, to get to that point, we're going to look at it and we'll make the decision on when this is, and it's not, we don't make it lightly. It's not like they just say, well, we want more people with us. No, because they know that if they were to do that, then what if the person wasn't ready and they fell away, which is still their choice that, well, did, should we have pushed them 
not that we push them, but are they ready for that point? Just like with your schooling. All right. We see now that you're ready to be a teacher. And if they, if they didn't, well, Tori, we need you to want you to do some more student teaching. We want to really watch you because we have some concerns and we want to work through. But other than that, we're confident that, that you can do this, but you get the degree just like you get circumcision heart, you get the, the diploma, you graduate. All right. Now it's on you to where we're confident that you're going to continue in it, but you still have the choice to turn from it. We're not going to make you or keep you from falling away or anything, but we're confident in watching you that you're going to just like with Job that we're confident that he's not going to curse us, but he still could, you know, and that's why we still have the opportunity to fall away. But, go at that natural pace. And when you do that, will you procrastinate as much? You, you'll start, I, I can see this as you start handling things in a, a good manner. You don't put things off. Then if you're not, cause most of the time, why do you procrastinate? Cause you're, you're rushing because you need to get something else done that you didn't do. So you put that off. But if you were to do those things and not put them off, then you don't have to rush. Like I know when I was in school, the one thing I, I just hated that was the science fair. And it's like, it would come around. I don't even know if they have the science fair, but, and yes, telling myself, yes, I did not want to do it. And I did it anyway. It was just like, Oh my gosh, the science fair. But because I didn't like it, I procrastinated until the night before. And my parents didn't even know. And then, Oh, and then I'm getting them involved. And then we're doing the project. And Oh yeah, it was, it was interesting. I did that multiple times and it was just like putting my parents in that situation. But I put it off because I didn't want to deal with it. So even more and more, how about you change your mind? Do you want to deal with it, even if it's a challenge? And then that would help in not putting things off because, no, I'm going to eat this frog because this is good for me and I'm going to do it. And then you may find yourself, no, no, don't put that off. But I just see this as a mindset change. Of, I'm not going to procrastinate anymore. I'm not going to put things off that are important. I'm going to prioritize the things that are important. And nothing should be more important than faith in Yah. And even Messiah said this, that seek first the kingdom of God and their righteousness. And all the other things that you're worried about will be taken care of. So focus on us first. Because Yah's not going to procrastinate. So I just thought this. So if you're looking for Yah to do something, they're not procrastinating and putting it off They're, Well, I'm, I'm waiting on you. There's something that you need to learn. I'm not, I'm, I'm waiting. I'm not procrastinating. I'm just waiting for this to, to you do, to, for example, for you to do this so that then I can then do what I'm supposed to do. So yeah, the lessons that we can learn and, and I'll share one that I have, like you had your flat tire. All right. Sunday night. Yeah. We need to be really be careful why we say what we say, how we say it, should I be saying this? Should I be doing this? It, we really need to watch our words. And you know, I'm elevating my voice because really evaluate why we're saying what we're saying. Okay. And you'll probably find this funny. And it wasn't funny in the moment. All right. So I go home and cause I like football, I had the Super Bowl on and I'm one of these people that to me, it doesn't, the Taylor Swift thing with I'm like, leave the girl alone. I'm not like a fan of her necessarily, but I'm like, leave her alone. She's at a football game. It just, whatever. Well, 
and I guess Crystal had been, my wife had been watching this and she kept saying, well, I wonder if Loverboy is going to show up. I wonder if Loverboy is going to be around because people have been making fun of her. She's in a relationship with one of the Kansas City Chiefs players. And what did I say? I looked over and I'll look at her like I, I'll look at you like I looked at her. Are you going to do this the whole night? And just like you're, it was like, and her look was, oh, and gets up, goes out of the room. And I was like, has nothing to do with faith. And I just said, why did I say that? It's something to do in the world. It's, it's not, who cares? It doesn't. And I could tell that she took it like, all right, well, fine. Then you don't want to be around me. And and I could see like, if it was me, it's like, why did you say that? That's not appropriate. And I went to her and I was like, Hey, I shouldn't have said that. I was, it doesn't matter. I just, and you know, she went out of the room and we dealt with that, but it was one of those where, did you think about what you were saying before? And you could think, well, it's, it's a big deal, but it's like somebody else has, it's on them how they react or respond. But I had a part in that to where, yes, and, and she's got to deal with her side, but should she have did what she did? No, but I had a part to bring about that anyway. So be careful what we say to people. And I mean, it might've been, for example, I'd do it another way. Hey, you know what? This is something in the world. And you know, is this, is that really, you know, should we be referring to people like that and making fun of people? Like you could really make it more of a, Hey, I just want to let you know, is that, is there a reason why you're saying this? Cause you keep saying it over and over, but it was taken like, you know, for example, like you said something stupid or you put me down or, and I was like, oh, but there was no intention. I didn't, it was just, it just came out. And that's the thing is be careful with what comes out. Cause it comes out of the heart. And then, and I caught it after the fact, but a lot of times we'll catch it after. And what do we do with it? But just as a warning that when you, when you in faith, especially circumcision the heart, be careful what you say. And because when you get things and you profess things that Yah's going to say, okay, we're going to see how are you going to handle this? Or we're going to, how are you going to, now, if I would have said, no, I'm not apologizing. I'd say what I said, you need to deal with it. Well, now we got another issue. But it was just like we we're still human and we're not going to be perfect and things are going to come out like that. But it's what do we do with it when it comes out? Like with this procrastination, what those people listening, what do you do with this? Don't do this just because me and Tori are saying these things. Don't well, I'm just going to stop procrastinating. No, it it's not going to benefit you really evaluate. Why do you procrastinate? One, two, why are you doing it? And are you doing it in faith? and not recognizing, are you putting things off that you shouldn't put off, not seeing it? And you can ask y'all to help you to see it and different things like that. So what I find toward with these kind of things, like with this, what you got, it's speaking to you first. It's speaking to me and it's speaking to everybody else, but it's for you first. So if something comes out of your mouth and you say to your students, you need to stop doing that. That should be a, you need to stop doing that. I need to, wait a minute, let me evaluate myself because I'll find myself when I say something like that, that, all right, this is for me first. So where am I? 
help me to see this, help me to deal with this uh, kind of thing, because it is, it's going to make your life so much better not to put too much on yourself and not to put things off that you could do today. Like if you say you're going to do something, do your absolute best to do it. Don't put it off thinking that something could happen. What might happen, whatever's going to happen is going to happen anyway. No, no, I was just, yeah, I was just thinking about, I've been thinking about this all day because multiple situations just in the past week or so have come up about procrastination. So it's definitely the arrows pointing on me right now. And will I procrastinate on like dealing with the procrastination uh, thing as well? So, uh, and it's definitely a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's not a backwards walk. <laughs> it's you, you train to go further and further and further and do what you can. Um, and do what you know you can do. I'm going to do this. I'm going to change this part of me that's not right with God. So, but like you said, you don't have, it's not a, like over the night, like overnight thing. It's a, it's a step-by-step process. And then a year from now, looking back, where have I moved since I last encountered this. And you may not know, I'll just ask you this. How many, including this one, how many podcasts have you been on by yourself or with others just that you can just. I think four. Four. Okay. All right. I've been a part of 150. Okay. So, and that's not to say, look at me. I've been in 150. It's, I was just thinking about you being a teacher because I've been a teacher too in the past. Well, being a teacher now with y'all being the teacher, but helping me facilitate. But if I were to say, Tori, I want to be a teacher. I want you to teach me. There's going to be a pace. There's going to be that, well, there's information you need to know before you even go to this classroom. Well, no, I've watched you. I can do it. I'm yeah, but, there's things that you haven't gone through that you've got to experience. And the more you do it, the more you practice, the more comfortable you'll get. Cause I'm even watching you because at the beginning you're like this and you had your, your feet were like that. And then now you're more, well, yeah, you're more relaxed because, okay, well, and, and I'm just speaking from experience. Well, all right, what do I say? I want to, let me just get this out. Cause I got this on my mind and okay, all right, good. All right. So I got that out and let me, all right, well, what do I say next? And then, but the more you do it and the more you practice of just be calm, relax, that there, there's no better learning and teaching than experience that I could go into the classroom with you. And because of the experience I've had, if I know the material or I have a good understanding or a good lesson plan to follow, I could go in there and substitute. And, but the, the big thing would probably be just the discipline part, the, making sure they're behaving stuff like that. I haven't been around that a lot, but if it's just, if the class is doing what you say that you're following the plan, that if you make me a good plan, I could do it for, you know, maybe a classroom, a class or two, but to have me in there long-term, I would need to probably, all right, I need some student teaching again. Yeah. It's been 25 years 
from me doing it, but I really, cause I've haven't, I have not been in this school environment. I was in a school environment from the late nineties into 2000, which is completely different that I'm not going to be prideful enough to go in and say, I could just go in and just do band again. It would, it would be so much more, not the music part. It would be the, um, the social media aspect, the behavior, lack of discipline, the school structure, it would just be like a different world. If I were to go back in, like, I'm not going to sit here and think that, oh yeah, I would go and I would under, it would just be so different, but I'm not, you wouldn't just put me as the teacher. No, you need to sit and watch or you need to go through these experiences. And that's the thing is that with faith that that's why Yah doesn't want those going out. And, and now I'm not saying that if you don't have circumcision heart, that you can't tell somebody something, but we should be really getting away from teaching others because it's like your situation until I've gone through what you've gone through to get that certification. I'm not ready to be a teacher in the school system. Doesn't matter if I think I am. And that's the thing with Yah. Do you understand when you profess repentance, obedience, and trust and circumcision of the heart, do you have heart knowledge of it and you know what it is? And if you do, then therefore you're better equipped to teach it because if I teach you, do I teach myself? Yes. So if I'm not teaching myself in it, then I'm not qualified to teach you about it because I don't know what it's about. Like it would be like me teaching you about circumcision of the heart and I don't have it. So is that really the best teacher that no, I know what this is and I'm learning more about it, but I know which that's qualifies me if I don't know. And I, well, I think, and well, it should be no, then, then you're not qualified yet. And that's the thing is that with faith that like the, the beginning can procrastination keep you from entering? Yes. So get away from procrastination and prioritize that I'm going to seek after this faith because the best protection you can have is seeking with all your heart. It's not a guarantee that you're going to just live many years, but the word says, seek for me and you'll find me when you seek with all your heart. Well, finding them isn't just the father. It's the father, the son, and the mother that if you're diligent, I can see y'all protecting you to where you come to circumcision of the heart. But even if you didn't, you start on that journey that if you think about it this way, once you set your mind in it in absolution, it's done. It's just, you have to go on the journey to get to the destination. So don't waste time trying to figure out how focus on the word says it, you know what I've thought and not a rash, quick decision, but count the cost. And this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to trust God because you're not going to see the end until you start at the beginning. Like if I don't start on a journey, I'm not going to reach my destination on that. So I would say we covered a lot of information. Um, I say this is a good stopping point unless you have anything else you want to add to what you were given or anything. I agree. Good stopping point. Cause a lot of times information, cause we've done this a lot and I'm not going to say it's information overload because really is if, if, if something sticks out to you, hold on to it. But I think that Yah's really covered this a lot. We've got a lot of scripture and some understanding. So, We'll pause for now and um, next podcast that's scheduled, Lord willing, is Saturday and we'll just see how that goes. But towards good being with you on here on the podcast, you speak well, um, you know, we'll just see when you come, come again on here. So those listening in, we appreciate it. And um, we do have 
if we mentioned this a few times before, but we do have a uh, email. If you want to send us an email, if you have any comments or questions and the email is hidden treasures with an S revealed at AOL.com. And we actually have a Facebook page, which is hidden treasures revealed. And the way that you can know you found it is that when you find it, the symbol is an anchor and it's got some coins on the bottom of it. That says hidden treasures revealed. And we have some posts on there and we have we don't have all the podcast on there, but you can go to, you can find our podcast on many different places, but it was good. And um, yeah, I just praise you and thank you for letting us have this time together and you bring in um, me and Tori, your truth and to others as well. And Lord willing, we'll see you on the next podcast. Everybody have a good evening. Thank you for joining us today on Hidden Treasures Revealed. We want to leave you with this thought. The greatest treasure in life, and especially in faith, is discovery. If we try to convince you of things, you may gain head knowledge, but if we let you discover things, you will have heart knowledge to know and understand and be able to give a good answer for the faith that you have. Treasure hunters seek treasure nonstop. Seek the treasure of God through conversation with them and through their word. Ask, seek, and knock. Ask, and you will receive. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. Seek the hidden treasure of God, and you will be blessed by it.